0: Hey, I'm Pastor Mike, and thank you so much for taking time to check out this message. And I hope that it inspires you. I hope it pushes you either towards a relationship with Jesus or further along in your relationship with Jesus. But we would never want this message to replace the reality of what it means to be involved with a local church. Although I'm excited that you're checking this out and I, and I hope it speaks to you. Let me encourage you that you need to be involved in a local body. There's something to the fact that that you need to be under the authority of the spiritual lead of a pastor and involved in a community that can push you uh, further along. We are meant to be in community. So enjoy this message, but let me encourage you to be seeking an opportunity to be involved with a local church. We're going to talk about thinking eternally uh, We're going to talk about what it means to focus our eyes on heaven instead of on this earth as the scripture tells us to do And and I want to remind you that that our vision as a church I mean, we have a very simple vision But we want to help people get from that place of struggle and strife to where they might know god They start with a relationship with god and and, and build upon that because once they do well, then we can kind of help them find freedom Right? We, we can get them to the place where maybe they can deal with their past and their background. And then we can get to the point where they can discover purpose. Where they realize that God designed them on purpose and then they can make a difference with their life. And that is really what everybody really wants to do. We're hardwired that way. Right? We're, we're hardwired to really kind of ask the question, is there more to life than just this? Is there, is there more than what I'm just currently seeing? Is, is there something, could it be more significant than this? So I, I named today's, today's teaching, I named it ROI. Do you know what ROI stands for? What's ROI? Return on investment. There's more to this life than just this life. We are all investors. Now some of you go, apparently you haven't seen my bank account lately, but listen to me. We're all investors. And what I mean by that is God has given each one of us talents, time, and treasure. There's three things that he's given us, right? He's given us time, and that's somewhat limited, but we have 24 hours in this particular day that we have to use. And guess what? You're going to invest it in some certain way. Now, I'm grateful for you because you've decided to invest in it by being here, right? In God's house, hearing his word this morning and, and meeting with other believers and hopefully stirring your faith or even pushing you closer to God. But tomorrow we've got to make a choice, right? How, how do I lay out my time? How do I invest my time? And what kind of a return am I getting on that time? Our talents, our abilities, the things that God, the way God has wired us. And let me remind you, if you haven't been through Life Steps, today is a step where we're going to begin to talk about what it means to to make a difference, to know who you are, discover your identity. And, and, And so for us to understand that we are to invest our talents and then see the return that we're getting on those. And then our treasure. What we do with our money, what we do with our resources is really really important. And the Bible tells us that as we invest each day, we are either focused on heaven or focused on earth. The way we invest, you can, you can look at it and decipher and realize, are we in that investment focused on heaven or are we focused on earth? And we have an enemy of our soul who loves to focus our life on this earth. Can I get an amen? Amen. Right? Do we get to a place where our heads are down and we're stuck in this? I told Jen, Jen and I are training for the half marathon right now. So, so Friday morning, we got up and did 13 miles. And um, don't, whoo, it was terrible. But um, no, but, but but the reality is in the middle of the run, I recognized a tendency and then it man God just kind of opened it up for today to talk about this a little bit. But in the run, whenever I start getting winded, Or I started getting sore because somewhere around, I think it was mile eight, like this thigh started just aching. And like it was pre-cramp. Have you ever felt pre-cramp? You know, like right before something's about to go like cramp up on you and you're going, "Ah, don't, please, don't, every step was like. And so, but what I found was as I started to focus on this and some of the hurt, my whole body changed. And I went from running like this to running like this. What God said to me that, in that moment is, is, the further you get your head down, the more that all you can focus on is the pain and the strife and the struggle. But the moment you pick your head up and you get your head out of your body, your head will tell your body to do things that your body's saying i don 't want to do, and they 'll do it anyway, and it 's so true for us. we have an enemy of our souls that is wanting to get us to focus down. Right head down get your head down and look at your problems and look at your bank account Look at your finances look at all this stuff and then everything becomes about this earth But paul writes to timothy and timothy was a pastor So picture a young pastor getting this letter and he wrote this to him in first timothy 6 and 17 Command those who are rich now. I want to stop there for a moment because some of you just went i'm out But I need you to hear something. There's not a person that can hear my voice right now. That's not rich Okay, listen to me. It's important for you to understand this. The poorest person in this room is still in the top one percentile of the rest of the world. So the reality being is when we read this, it's talking about us. It's talking about every single one of us. Command those who are rich in this present world, right? Remember the reference of the reality of there's this present world and then there is eternity, right? That whole YOLO, you only live once. That's not true. You actually live twice, right? We have this earth and then we have eternity to come, right? And so in this, those of you who are rich in this present world, not to be arrogant, nor put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Can I get an amen on that one? Right? (laughs) But to put their hope in God, not your head down on the things of this earth, but your head up right on on who god is and 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 who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment so for those that would say oh well then we're supposed to give everything our way and you know catholic beat our breast and suffer no 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 no. there is a time for us to enjoy what god has given us we just got to keep our minds straight in the way that we look at it and the way that we deal with it listen to this it goes on command them to do good To be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves. Oh, we just got into ROI. We just got into return on investment, right? Did you catch that? In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. So that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So I want to talk to you this morning about this idea of ROI. And I want you to think from the standpoint of time, talent, and treasure, and the investment that you're making on a day-to-day basis. Because we have limited time, and we have somewhat limited resources that God has given us or put within our sphere of influence for us to determine how we're going to invest it and how we're going to focus that. So why? Why should we direct our time, talent, and resources towards heaven? First of all, because heaven, not earth, is my home. Heaven, not earth, is my home. This life is tough. Can I get an amen on that one? Right? And Jesus said it would be tough. Agreed? Right? Jesus did not like... I think a lot of people have this, this idea that um, Jesus and, and Walt Disney had the same idea. Like, if you will just, like, you know, love on Jesus, then the bluebird's going to land on your shoulder and Snow White's going to sing you a lovely song in that crazy high voice of hers. That's That's not reality. Jesus said, in this life, you will suffer. In this life, you're going to get somebody's gonna backstab you somebody's gonna cheat you somebody's gonna do you wrong why because we live in a sinful world and because we're sinners and unfortunately we do this to each other and we don't like that message we just want to hear the positive we just want to hear the but 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 what do i do for everything to be just hunky-dory and the answer to that is die because only everything's hunky-dory in heaven do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus said, you're gonna, you're gonna struggle, you're gonna suffer in this life. So be prepared for that reality and know and understand. But heaven is our home. This is not our home. This is not where you're staying forever. This is not for my mama used to tell me all the time, you can do anything for a time period if you don't have to do it forever. So I want to say to you and remind you again this morning: you're not doing this life forever. Do you understand? right and for some of you that's some really good news this morning right based on the week you had or you know the fact that you thought about selling one of your children or something okay but but listen the, the, this is this is true philippians 3 listen paul paul says that jesus the, the disciples come to jesus and 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 um and they're discouraged like i don't know if you ever catch onto that but they come and they're discouraged and they argue over the dumbest thing, like who's going to be greatest in heaven and all this. They, they come to Jesus one day and they're discouraged and they're like, so, you know, they're kind of down and all this. And Jesus says to them, don't be discouraged. And you would think what he might say next would be something like, I'm going to pray for you and we're going to make it better. And that's not what he says. Listen, listen, this is what he says. Don't be discouraged. Because I'm going back to my father's house and I'm making a place for you What did he do? He said get your head from down from the earthly stuff and pick your head up And realize that there's something more and something greater And the enemy of your soul and the enemy of my soul loves to get us to get our head down Let me ask you to think for just a second for yourself Where's your head been down? Where is it that you've been looking at and focused on and it kind of gets to a point where it's a bit consuming and you feel the the, the, the brink of depression or struggle and strife and all that kind of thing in your head because what God would say to you today, listen to me, is not, well, I'm just going to bless you and fix that. He's going to say to you, no, 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 wait, get your head up. Get your head up. This is only for a time period. And eternity is an eternity. It's going to be Forever. Philippians three. Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. How do they live as enemies of the cross of Christ? Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their. In other words, how do you live as as a and, and, and the word there is crazy enemy? As an enemy of God's cross? You know how you do that? You give into your stomach. What does that mean? You give into your to desi- your earthly, worldly desires that my stomach leads me around. Right? That my desires, my feelings. And that, what is that? That's all about focusing on this earth and this world and the troubles and the strife and struggle of this. Right? Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ sometimes our lives because we are rich are blindingly good we're so used to so many creature comforts what 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 if you had the opportunity today to leave right now and go to heaven and here's, here's why I asked that question. Is there a tinge inside of you, a uh, uh, well, but, but, but I need to, but, Are you understand what I'm saying to you? That the reality is, is we can get to a place when we are rich and we are blessed beyond measure, right? Because we live here in central Florida and we have beautiful weather and we have, we, I mean, we have amazing surroundings. And there's there's the reality of it, we can be blinded by what's going on around us. Nothing is wrong with enjoying things, but we have to check our heart and our motive. Are you more concerned about quality of life or quality of life in eternity? Because we have so much time that, and I know I do, that we spend focusing on everything that's going on here and now, right? People are freaking out about the election now. Right? I heard someone describe it this way. I thought it was fantastic. You got Donald Trump and Elizabeth Warren yelling at each other. And they're like the two divorcing parents. And we all just want to go live with grandma. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. You need to vote. You need to register to vote. When it comes time, we're going to have a place for you to register, to get your stuff here to register. And everybody needs to vote. And we need to participate. But what we need to do is put everything in balance. Right? We need to participate in such a way here on earth that we're trying to bring heaven to earth and the message of the gospel. But not so focused on this earth that we don't remember that there's a return coming one day in eternity. The reality of what it means for us to lay up treasures for ourselves. So why should I direct my time? Well, because the line is longer than the dot. The line is longer than the dot. In other words, so, so I got this graphic that I want to show you. See, this is our life. That dot is your life. And that line is eternity and it never ends. It goes off the screen and all the way out to Sumter County and beyond. Right? it goes forever. And so the line is so much longer than the dot. That's what it means to pick your head up. It's, it's, it's when I'm going through the stuff of this world and we're all gonna go through it. that I realize it's a dot, it's the dot, it's the dot. But how I respond and what I do with my time, talent, and treasure is going to determine a lot of that line. And the line is a lot longer. We, we've we started um, creating this scenario for you guys with Right Now Media. And for those of you who are using Right Now Media, every week I try to put on the Church of the Lakes page something that is a recommendation for the week that's a follow-up to the teaching. And so today I want to tell you, I've I already put it on the page, but it's called The Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn. And it's actually where this concept of the di- the, the, the line being longer than the dot comes from. Let me encourage you to pour everything into the line and not to die because it has a ridiculously better roi it has a ridiculously better roi hebrews chapter 11 is called the hall of faith whole list of all these people that have faith in god and, and 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 they're documented and the first half it talks about them actually getting their promises on earth but the second half is the one that always stands out to me because those are the people that although god um, had these things that he said he was going to fix in their life they thought on this earth they never were fixed in this life that is not a popular message in the church today if i wanted to fill the seats then what I would say to you is, oh, God's going to take care of everything. And God's going to fix everything. And and all you got to do is believe. And all you got to do is name it and claim it. And listen to me, that is not scriptural or reality. Some of us, our story is going to have some struggle and some suffering. Some of us, we are going to have, and that is our part to play in it, Right, The Israelite people were in Egypt as slaves for 400 years. Have you ever thought about that? you ever thought about that there were like three or four generations there? That their entire part of God's story was making bricks for Egyptians as slaves and being beaten. And so because we are rich, because we have so much stuff, we get blinded by comfort so much so that we like this earth. I think that's one of the biggest struggles for the church in America today. Is the reality is that we have so much stuff and so much comfort. We can actually get to a place where we kind of go, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of good. I don't know if I want to go to heaven. Our, our ancestors, the, you know, I think about like the, the greatest generation ever. I think about like women going to work in factories while the men will go off to war. And the struggles of that, you know what? They were not real excited about earth. They would sing songs and spirituals about one day, right? Right? One fine day, when this world is over, I'm going to fly away. Anybody remember that song? Right? They would sing about these realities. Why? Because, well, they had to walk out to an outhouse. And anybody walking out to an outhouse is ready for heaven. Come on, somebody. Right, but we now have indoor plumbing and comfort, and it's not just indoor plumbing. We need Italian tile on the sides of our toilets, and right. And listen to me: nothing wrong with stuff, as long as you don't let it blind you. As long as you don't let it get you to a point where you're so focused on this earth that we forget about heaven. Are, are you tracking with me? Right? That that, that we understand that there's something more so hebrews 11 it says this about those people that didn't get their stuff people who live this way make it plain that they're looking for their true home do you live in such a way that reflects that you're looking for your true home or do we settle in so much here that it's obvious we kind of feel like we'd like to stay They were after a far better, better, better. What's that word everybody say? Better. Better, You said it well. Better, right? Better. Listen to me. Heaven is better. And I know that sounds silly for me to say that, but I really think people are not sure they believe that. And I think some of it is because we have this whacked out view of heaven. Like some people think when you die, you're going to become this like, chubby cherub angel playing a harp sitting on a cloud that's not heaven that's hell come on somebody right? i mean really and, and and so we but listen to me heaven is better right heaven is better right new earth the lion lays down with the lamb all of a sudden the lion his whole carnivorous thing goes away he looks over at the lamb he's like hey come on lay down baby how you doing right I mean, it's, it's better. There are no tears. There is no pain. Man, last weekend I did a, a funeral for a 27-year-old Saturday and a 23-year-old on Sunday. No more pain. No more tears. No more calories in Taco Bell and donuts. That should have gotten an amen. You know what I'm saying? I saw some of y'all in the lobby. Y'all were testing that theory. Right? Heaven is better. The Seminoles get a real head coach. Heaven is better. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Listen, we have to change our our thinking and understand it is better. They were after a far better country than that. Heaven country. You can see why God is so proud of them and has a city. Notice, capital C, city. Not Leesburg, not Tavares, but the city of God waiting My job today is just to kind of pick your head up a little bit, right? My job today is just kind of put my hand under your chin and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Because there's this and stuff and No, 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 no. Let's look at heaven today. Let's remember what God has promised and what awaits for us and the reality of that. Why should we direct our time, talents, and resources towards heaven? Because there's limited time an incredible opportunity everybody on this earth has limited time but listen to me not everybody has incredible opportunity who has incredible opportunity we do those of us who live in the top one percent of this world those of us who get to choose what we want to eat next come on somebody that's not normal everywhere right? And so everyone has the same limited time, but we have incredible opportunity. And to whom much is given, much is required. The reality that God's looked at us. Now, I I thought about it, you know, in February I turned the big 50. And um and I and it hit me this idea. It actually hit me while I was running 13 miles cuz I wanted to die. Um but but I thought, you know what, realistically, I probably have less time left than I've already spent. And I just had that moment. And seniors, you know, it just seems like as you get older, you get a little more focused on ROI when it comes to eternity, right? And it's so easy for us young people, listen to me, for you to think that's so far away. That's, that's just something that's going to be so far away. But listen to Ephesians 5. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I saw a, a poster that Winston Churchill put up when they were in the middle of the war and Winston was directing things and there was a bunker. And he put a poster up to remind himself and everyone around him of something. And this is the words that the poster, he had it printed nice and everything. This is what it said. Self-indulgence at this time is just helping the enemy. And man, when I read that, I thought, ooh, is that maybe a message for us? There's nothing wrong with us enjoying things. But we can get to the point where it really is just self-indulgence and at that moment it's a distraction for us and our relationship with god and it's pulling away from what we should be doing and 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 those that we should be touching last one why should we direct our time talent and resources towards heaven because it's smart right jesus gives the greatest inside trader tip ever given you want to hear it matthew 6 and 19 don't store up your treasures here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroy them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will be. Isn't that so true? You know, wherever you invest your time, wherever you invest your talent, wherever you invest your treasure, that's where your heart is. And if we are investing our time, talent, and treasure in only things of this earth, then our heart is focused only on things of this earth. I'm so excited about the new teen center. And so, thank you, Misty's excited too. We'll get the rest of you there. But they, yesterday, Marvin and I went and he brought this big crazy saw. And it was a saw to cut concrete. And so we had to cut this sections of concrete out. And so Marvin and I are doing this crazy, and I mean, it's like white dust is everywhere, uh, you know, kind of deal. And and I mean, I just got to tell you, it was one of those kind of manly moments, you know, you just, you know, power tools. And, um, but anyway, but I'm cutting in and I'm laughing because I'm cutting in what's going to be plumbing for the toilets. And, but I couldn't help but think about, you know, I spent some time there yesterday morning. My heart's there. Like, I I, th- I think about it. Like, I think about, you know... The, the reality of what's going to happen when kids come walking by and they come in. And, 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 and I know the teen center remodeling after in California. They've been doing it 20 years. Guess what? Their worship leader for their church, and they're huge, they're a big mega church. Their worship leader for their church came from the teen center. Was a kid that walked in the door that then got trained up. And, and I can't help but think of. And so where you put your time and your talent and your church, where you invest yourself, there your heart is going to be. So how do do we do this? How do we become what I'm going to call rich towards God? Right? Rich towards God. Instead of rich towards this earth, how do we become rich towards God? Rich thinking about the eternity. Luke 12. And he told them this parable. So Jesus tells a story. Uh, For those of you who don't know, parable is just a simple story. And Jesus told lots of stories to help try to get ideas across to us. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Stop. Circle my, because there is the problem. The problem is, is that he thought it was his. The problem is, is that we think it's all ours. When it's not. It's not, and he goes on, he goes on, check check this out. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear um, down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus of grain. Back to the my word. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Here's here's a mistake that he made and I think we make. We think that supply gives us more time. Are you catching me? We think because we have, that's going to give us more time. And that is not true right look the story goes on so it goes laid up for myself for many years take life easy just gonna retire eat drink and be merry but God said to him you fool this very night your life will be demanded from you then who will get what you have prepared for yourself this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God boy that I mean that's a direct right to, to us of the reality of where am I looking to get ROI? Am I looking to get worldly ROI or am I looking to get eternal ROI? You think it's easier to get worldly ROI or eternal ROI? It's way easier to get earthly ROI. It's way easier to do that scenario. Why? Because not many are doing it. And when you do things, when you're focused on heaven, people look at you like you're crazy. Why would you do that? Why would you go during love week and go and serve somebody? Why would you go over and fix somebody's house? Why did you give your Saturday up and go do this and serve somebody else? Well, <laughs> because I'm storing up ROI in eternity. In the reality, my, fo- my focus is in the right place. So I want to give you just four things that I'm going to close with today. Four things that I think will help you to be rich towards God. Okay, so give us some action plans, some real kind of break it down, practical things, and things that we can do to, to switch from being so focused on the things of this earth and this world and being more rich towards God. Number one, number one is give myself to God. Jesus wants you more than he wants his stuff, he wants you way more than he wants stuff. See, He doesn't want you to come and just throw an offering at Him. He wants you to offer yourself. Because He knows if He has your heart, He's got all your stuff too. Right? The reality that this is all about relationship. This is a surrendering that we have to do if we're going to be rich towards God. If we give ourselves to the Lord, all other giving is easy. If we truly surrender to what is... It's all his right it's easy it is so easy to get a grip on this earth it is it is something that i try to remind myself and i say to the staff often this is not mike's church and please can i correct you please don't tell anybody that you go to pastor mike's church that's a lie this is not my church this is jesus's church do you understand i might be the guy i might be gone tomorrow then y'all got to go get a search committee find a new one and keep moving and god's kingdom will go on listen to me i mean that and, and we need to understand and so we've got to get a grip on the reality of, this is not my church this is this is a church that this is god's church this is the reality that, it, that it's all his right first corinthians you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your bodies You are bought at a price. So number two, act like a steward and not an owner. Act like a steward and not an owner. Right? Manage not just a portion for God, manage it all for God man the, 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 we we've got to get away from man's tradition of well if i give my 10% i'm kind of good to go no 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 the reason we give our 10% is because we're acknowledging god is the owner of it all and we want him to bless the other 90% that's why we do that but we still have to manage it in such a way to understand we're stewards and not owners lord what do you want me to do with that raise Lord, why did you give me this car that you have given me? And and, and, and I've said something like this before and I've had somebody go, "Well, well, I went to work and I earned that, so that's mine. Listen to me, you might have been on the job site, but he gave you the breath to be there and live. He gave you the personality. He gave you the talents and the things. He wired you to be who you are so you could fulfill the purpose that he has for you. And so we are... Nothing but stewards of everything. Those are not your children. These are God's children. And He's given them to you to steward them for Him. To steward them for His purposes, that they might fulfill their destiny and purpose within His kingdom. Right? We're just stewards. Psalm 24 and 1, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Number, th- number three. Number three: view everything through the lens of eternity. When you go to lunch today, I want you to view your waitress through the lens of eternity. Where, where is his or her soul? What's going on with it? Can I, can I serve or love on them today? Do I give a hunking tip just because I sense and need a hurt? See, we are to be looking tomorrow when you go to work through eternity. God, what are you trying to do? Because we're so stressed about work and I got to make this sale and we got to finish this deal and got to do this paperwork and I got to do all this stuff. And we need to do our work and we need to do it in a way that we honor God. But we also need to do it with the lens of eternity, right? So you might be in a place right now where you're really struggling with work. But if you would back up and look at the thing through the lens of eternity, he wants you right in the middle of that struggle. Because he wants you to be the light in that particular situation. Because he wants you to show somebody else how to do it differently. He wants you to be the one that shows somebody how to walk in God's peace in the middle of the storm. How you cannot be shaken when everything around you is shaking. Because you stand on the rock. The reality that, that, that when you go to school tomorrow, young people, that you look at it through the lens of eternity. Through the reality of there's something more than what's going on here. Hebrews eleven twenty five, 25. Moses, listen to this. Moses chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Isn't that kind of interesting? Like Moses... Why? Because he had his focus on eternity. Because he had had this bigger purpose, this idea of God's doing something. And you know what? I'm not going to go and and just enjoy temporary pleasure. He regarded, listen to this, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than all the treasures of Egypt. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. Pick your head up. There's a reward, right? Right? There's a return on the investment if you'll put it into the right place. Last one, and I'm going to close today. Number four. I want to encourage you to be intentional. To be intentional with your time and your talent and your treasure. Predecide how you're going to spend your time, talent, and treasure you need to pre-decide if you're married sit down with your spouse and have a conversation let's talk about where we're spending our time let's, let's, let's talk about how we're spending our money or what are we doing with our money in light of eternity because you know what I want some ROI on the other side of the dot what, maybe we need to pre-decide what we're doing with our children what am I trying to create at 18 years old and if I pre-decide what I'm looking for at 18, then I can decide today what needs to be done to invest it properly. And in light of eternity, God, what is it that you're calling them to do? It changes everything. When, when you start getting intentional about what it is that, that God has for you, 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind about what you give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. <laughs> you know what that is? That's a, one of the Sarah McLaughlin commercials. You know what I'm talking about? With the sad dog and the sappy music in the background. You can save this animal for the price of a cup of coffee. <laughs> Listen, we're just as guilty, we do it in the church right we get we get somebody to come play some music we didn't but you turn the lights down maybe just a little bit you set the mood make sure the fog fog machine's working just right so you get good lighting glare pastor mike lowers his voice listen that's silliness you will never see church of the lakes do a pledge campaign (laughs) or do those things because here's what we would say to you i want you to hear what god tells you to do and give not just of your resource, not just of I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about of your time and your talent as well. Of, of, of what it is that that it what is it that God wants you to do to hear his voice without sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. Isn't that a cool way of hearing it? Right? Not just that he's a cheerful giver, but he 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 delights in the, the he, he he's excited about the delight of the giver. And that's really that's what I want to see in each one of us that if we would pick our heads up and, 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 and get a view of eternity and get, and get a thought of the line and something more and say now where am I putting my time talent yeah I know this is going on okay, okay we'll deal with that but I got to pick my head back up and I know the kids are you know yelling and this is going I, okay I'm, I do have to deal with that but I'm going to pick my head back up because God I'm going to stay focused on what it is that you called me to do so that I make my decisions of where I put my time, talent, and treasure based upon the line and not the dot. Amen? So we're going to do something that we haven't really done before, and, and I'm telling you long in advance because I'm not doing the sob arm, arm twisting, and all that sort of stuff. And that is the first weekend of December. We're going to take what we call a legacy offering. And why are we doing that? Because we're going to give it all away. Okay. And, and, and the idea is this. The idea is just simply, I just want you to pray. I'm not, I'm not going to give you an amount. I'm not going to do a sob story. We're not going to do all that sort of stuff. I'm not going to put pictures up of where we're going to send it. Because here's what we're going to do. We'll do whatever God tells you to do. To give, we'll turn around and deal with and, and do that. Does that make sense? So would you just pray about it? Just pray about it. And see what God tells you to do as far as the legacy offering. And and, and and we're going to do that to be able to do benevolence and give and, and all that stuff but but the reality is, is you've got to delight in it right I, I don't want to do the pledge campaign i don't want to do a, pastor mike told us we'll to do it, you know no 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 ask god in light of eternity what do you, what do you want me to, how do you want me to deal with this scenario right but bigger than that what about your week this week could you adjust your week so that it's invested in eternity a little bit more head up and not right how is it that you can invest your talents and the things that god has given you just a little bit differently this week so in just a moment the prayer team is going to come and and we're going to give you a chance to respond let me tell you how you can respond today to the message Here's, here's my thoughts one is there may be somebody here That you've never given yourself to God like we talked about. You've never actually prayed with someone and surrendered your heart to Jesus, and that is the first step, right? That you would give yourself, that you would just simply pray a prayer to say, you know what, God, I don't understand it all, but as best as I know how, I'm going to surrender to you, and I'm going to live the life that you have for me with my eyes focused more on eternity. And you could pray that today with somebody right here with our prayer team. Some of you may have just felt a little bit of conviction from the Holy Spirit to go, you know what? I've been so focused on this problem. I'm going to come up and leave it at the altar. I'm going to come up here and pray with somebody, or maybe even just kneel down by myself and leave this problem at the altar and pick. And when I get up from here, I pick my head back up, focused back on eternity and what it is that God's called me to do. Somebody may need to recommit. We're going to respond in our giving, offering buckets in the back of the room. So when you go out, you can give your tithes and your offerings today. But let me encourage you to respond. Like, what is it? What is it? What is it that God, because God, the Holy Spirit does the coolest thing. Every one of you is stirred about something a little bit different right now. That's, that's what's so cool about God to me, right? Each one of you different, like some of you are stirred about your, your, your marriage, and you're like, you know what? I, I need to look at my marriage through eternity and I need to do something a little different. Some of you stirred financially. Some of you stirred with your kids. Wh- whatever that is, let me just encourage you to respond today, right? And so prayer team, if you guys would come on up and I'm gonna let them just line across the front here. And um, if you feel the need to respond and come pray with someone, if you wanna kneel down at the altar and just leave something here today, um, that's kind of, that's all you. That's all you. But let me pray for you. And then when I say amen, I want you to move. If that's you today and you need to come and pray with someone, as soon as I say amen, I want you to come up and pray with someone. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for this opportunity for us to respond to your word today. And so I pray you give courage to those that need to come. Surrender their lives to you, their hearts, their troubles, their finances, their kid, whatever it is, God. Give them the courage to respond to you today. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you come? Would you come to the altar and pray today?